Hello, everyone, and welcome to From the Felt, brought to you by the Texas Card House. My name is Ryan Crow, and I'm your host, uh, and we have an exciting episode today. I have a very special guest with us, uh, but before I introduce them and bring them on, uh, let's bring in our team. Uh, we have Houston's very own Prince of Poker uh, and the owner of iHost Poker in Houston, Texas. He's also one of the owners of the Texas Card House, Mr. Bill Hewer. Bill, how's it going today, man? Hey, Ryan, doing pretty good. Hello from Houston today. We also have with us today a man who needs no introduction. He founded the first social card club in the state of Texas, the Texas Card House, uh, which led to the birth of the social card club industry in Texas. He's also the South Dakota Cadillac Jack 2019 Spring Classic Champion, Mr. Sam Von Kennel. Sam, how's it going, man? You in Austin? Yeah, we're in Austin today. We just left the card house not too long ago, and uh, we're just sitting back watching Monday Night Football. Nice. What do you guys have planned for the uh, the holidays? Anything special? Actually, uh, <clears throat> I'm planning a little something to get out of town right after Christmas ends. You know, as you know, this is the busiest time of year for me. Um, we're, we're at 100 and, 122 events, and I think we're going to break our record of 129 events for the month of December. So I'm excited about just getting out of town. Wow, this is all for iHost? Yeah, all for iHost. Uh, corporate parties, mainly corporate parties, but birthday parties, a couple of fundraisers. Um, and even some poker tournaments this time of year, which is uh, odd for this time of year, but we're doing it all. December is a crazy month. Cool, Sam. What about you? Yeah, I'm going to stay in town for Christmas. We did the uh, WSOP poker circuit over Thanksgiving at Planet Hollywood. I was out there for 10 days, and so uh, I'm going to do this this Christmas. We're going to stay home. I got, got my brother and, and two uh, niece and nephew coming in town, my sister-in-law. We're just going to hang tight and not be around a casino, which will be nice. <laughs> well, one thing I know both of you guys are going to be doing is hosting uh, our guest here uh, coming up the next couple of weeks. Uh, we have with us today Mr. Johnny Vibes. Johnny, how's it going? I'm doing well, all things considered, in rainy New Jersey right now. New Jersey, what's going on out there? Well, I am on a poker road trip, and my wife and I, we packed up the car, we got the dog with us. Um, we've been on the road for about six weeks now and you know when you're conceptualizing these things and planning them out and kind of planning your stops it sounds a lot better in theory than it is in practice when you actually arrive in New Jersey and it's cold and it's rainy and you, there's no visibility and not not much to see here you're on the beach, right? Technically, I am on the beach, but there's not much visibility right now. I can see maybe 100 feet out in front of me. Well, as I mentioned earlier, so you're going to be in Austin and Houston later this month, right? So uh, Texas Cardhouse in Austin on the 19th, that's a Thursday, and then in Houston on the 20th. Uh, really excited about having you down. Uh, where are you going to be between now and then? Yeah, so one thing that I wanted to do is I wanted to set up official stops where people could count on me to be there. So that's, that's why I linked up with the Texas Card House because Texas has been a really nice stop for, for all the vloggers, honestly. It's, um, we have a lot of popularity in, in Texas and the new card economy is booming down there. That's so just one of the things that I really wanted to focus on was spending some time in Texas. But in the meantime, I'm just kind of winging it. I have, a, I have an official stop tomorrow with Brad, uh, Brad Owen and Andrew Nimi in Maryland at Maryland live tomorrow. So I got about a three hour drive tomorrow to get there. And then I have probably 10 days or so to kind of figure out um, what to do until I get to you guys. So we're going to head down to Florida and make our way over to Texas eventually. 
Have you made, have you ever been to Texas? I have. So I have been to the Texas card house uh, about a year. I want to say a year and a couple months ago. Yeah. The one in Austin was a big success. I, in terms of how many people came out and how fun it was. And I stayed for 12 hours. You could probably imagine that I was stuck if I stayed that long. Did not work out for me financially. I, uh, I lost, <laughs> lost a little bit, but it was, it was a lot of fun. Definitely like the camaraderie and social aspect of Texas poker clubs. It's not quite a casino. It's not quite a home game. It's somewhere in the middle. It's almost like uh, it's, it's a hybrid, which I really like. The safety of a casino, but the home game atmosphere that you get at someone's house kind of thing. Yeah, when we started all this, that was kind of the dynamic that I had to fight with. You know, and before I opened up, there was only home games or you could drive five or six hours to your closest casino. But you know, when we kind of took bits and pieces, we said, well, what do we like about the home games versus what do we like about the casinos and you know, how do we're not regulated. So we kind of got to lay it out exactly how we wanted to. And, and that, that's, that's kind of just that, you know, the, the perfect blend between your home game comfort and friendliness matched with your casino type atmosphere as far as quality. And yeah, hundred percent. And I've, I've stayed away from home games pretty much the entirety of my poker career just because I haven't felt overly safe with them. You know, people take out loans. It's hard to get paid sometimes. Sometimes you want to cash out and they're like, sorry, we can't cash you out tonight because we loaned out too much money, you know, and then security is an issue. So you guys kind of solved all that. You know, when, when I buy in my chips and I cash out my chips, there's no question I'm going to get paid out. You have security there. So those are like the two of the biggest concerns that I had. Also the legality, which it sounds like Texas has kind of been working through that as well. So that's it's perfect. And that's why I love coming to Texas to play. Yeah, thanks for a pretty fun atmosphere. And I think when we did it, the players were kind of years behind the game. They're only now kind of coming and catching on to, you know, playing every day, logging the hours that they're doing. But you know, to, to watch in the five years that we started from what it was to what it is now, I mean, you know, the, the players have evolved a ton in just you know, as, as we watch them play. Oh, I'm sure. And, and no, it's, it's, just, it's definitely a natural evolution because if you don't evolve, they're, they're going to get eaten up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't wait to uh, play with you on the table. I hope we, uh, I get a chance to, though. I, I, I'm so busy this time of year. I don't think I'm going to make it, but one day, but I want to know about you. Um, where does the nickname Vibes come from? I know you're the founder of Deep Vibes. Yeah. Tell us that story. So I would want to say four years ago, I was doing really well in poker. I was eight years deep into my poker career. And my wife was doing well too. And I, I was like, what, what, what else do I want to do? You know, like poker, while it was paying the bills, it wasn't necessarily fulfilling me in uh, what am I contributing to society kind of way. I was like, let's, let's do something creative. Let's do something fun. I started making music. That was really fun. And then I, I, I'm really into fashion. So I'm like, let's, let's create my own clothing, my own clothing brand. So I was making shirts and hoodies and things like that. And I, I called it, uh, I called it vibes. The, I called it deep vibes, which I eventually dropped the deep part just started calling it vibes. And then one thing that I realized after creating the clothing was, I don't know how to sell these things. I just like the creative part was fun, but I am not a salesman. I, I don't have a good elevator pitch. And 
I don't want to just dump my money just to do something creative. Like, let's try to figure out how to actually sell clothing. So I started like creating a social media presence about myself because I was pretty much not, I didn't have a social media presence probably two years ago. And I, I was like, I think I need to go down this rabbit hole of creating a social media, learning how to make videos, learning how to tell stories, learning how to create content, figuring out Instagram, figuring it out YouTube. So what, I, what do I know? I know poker. So let's make videos about poker so I can practice being on camera. I can practice my video editing. Well, what's my name going to be? My name's Johnny. My brand is Vibes. Just married the two. A lot of people were actually calling me Vibes at this point because they knew about my clothing brand. And a lot of people were calling me Johnny. So it kind of just naturally worked out that it was the name of my name and the name of my company married together in a, in a single form. I think it was a good fit. I know just from since you last came to Texas Card House Austin to now, we've seen as far as the social media side of it go, I mean, you've probably almost doubled in size. I mean, so you're doing something right along the way. That's for sure. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun too. I, I would say that it's still tough because now that I am have been growing pretty quickly, it's like a game, you know, I, I want like it's in poker when you're running well in poker and you're really figuring things out and the new strategies that you've been implementing are actually working. You want to get to the table to see if like, you know, you can run up something and make some money. It's kind of been the same with social media, but at the same time, I have to play poker because social media doesn't pay the bills in the end. So I've, it's been hard to find this balance of spending time on social media while spending time playing poker. And to be quite frank, I don't think that I've done a great job with that balance to date. How, how much time in a given week are you putting just to poker, not vlogging, not, not doing anything for your own personal brand, but just truly grinding on the tables for, for no other reason than to play poker? Yeah. For the, for the longest time, it was like probably 15 hours of poker a week while while i was doing a lot of the social media stuff and the the trend in my finances was going down 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 because i just wasn't putting in the volume that i needed to put in to sustain our southern california downtown san diego loft lifestyle so but it but the social media was so fun that i didn't want to give that up either so that's why i said the balance wasn't there so lately i've been trying to re refocus a little bit and increase the hours of poker and bring the hours of social media down a little bit to a more equitable balance in terms of what it's going to do for my short-term financial. Because obviously in the long run, if I create a powerful personal brand, it is going to pay dividends in the future. So I, I want to balance making money now with potential opportunities in the future as well. Is this mainly cash game hours or any tournament yeah, hours? Yeah, so I've pretty much stuck to cash games my entire poker career. And I would you don't, say... You don't have that one big tournament run, you know, run good, deep run story, nothing like that? I've probably played 50 tournaments, lifetime, live tournaments, lifetime. Not counting like sit and goes online back in the day and MTTs online back in the day. So, and I've I've never like won more than 30k in a tournament so there's never been that thing that hooked me that was yeah. like i need to like keep going you know yeah what size cash games are you playing uh so it's it's 
been a roller coaster. I would say four years ago, I was playing regularly 1020 and 510. But with the decrease in hours, with the availability of games in Southern California, it's been more 5-5 in the last two years, just because that's what's been available. And that was another catalyst for me deciding to pack up our stuff, leave San Diego, get rid of all of our expenses. We downsized. I mean, at the end, we were just giving stuff away, like couch, bed, everything gone. Like, I don't want to store anything. Let's start over. Let's get our bills down to nothing. Let's rebuild this thing. Let's, let's go somewhere else where I can start playing a little bit bigger again. And so now you're living in Las Vegas. Is that right? I don't have a home. Oh, you're just moving around. Yeah. So I've been uh, on the road for six weeks now and eventually I will settle down again, but I'm taking this opportunity to, like I said, get the bills under control, see the country, connect with my audience, see, take a couple worldwide trip trips as well, where we don't have, you know, a $2,500 a month San Diego loft that we're paying for, kind of re reallocate that money to just like a travel fund, you know, have some fun. Yeah. I, I lived in LA for a few years and I know exactly what you went through. It's hard to survive there on, on what they're charging you for land. So, yeah. Uh, it, it, it just doesn't add up, you know, playing five, five for a living doesn't add up when you live in San Diego and you, you were used to, I was used to having a certain lifestyle when I was playing 10, 20 and five, 10. And once you've tasted that, you don't want to go backwards. I, I personally didn't want to go backwards. I didn't want to grind 50 hours a week just to make up the difference for what I wasn't making. And I also didn't want to reduce my lifestyle, you know, as a professional in any profession that you have, you want to continually strive to have a better job, earn more money. And it's, it's the same with poker. You know, I didn't want to regress in my career. Were you able to find what you were looking for as far as game size, like at Ocean's 11 or around San Diego? Did you have to go all the way up to Commerce and Bike and all those places? Yeah, so it was, it was tough because we still had some big players in the market, but they had switched to PLO. And I, for a brief second, thought about switching over to PLO, but then I remembered what I went through to get to the place where I was at in No Limit Hold'em. And I thought to myself, do I really want to go down this road of, you know, multiple hours of study and multiple hours of quote unquote tuition to learn this new game that, you know, could, the same thing could eventually happen down the road with like maybe like short deck or something. Or do I want to refocus and still continue to play No Limit Hold'em, but maybe build my personal brand and do some other things that could be fun for me. I chose the latter. Mm. Sounds like a smart choice. I stay away from PLO myself. <laughs> so uh, I, been, I think I've what been... I heard was if you're ready to become a professional poker player, then ditch your home so you don't have a house paint, be homeless <laughs> and until, until you make it. Is that what I heard? Well, there's different strategies for everything, but lowering your quote unquote monthly nut is definitely a strong strategy to make it as a professional player. The people that, that don't have a chance are let's say the, the people that have a lot of debt, um, their wife has a stay-at-home wife, they have three kids, you know, it's just you're set up to lose in these situations. But, you know, you're single, you, you don't have debt, your, your monthly expenses is maybe like $600 rent, you don't 
eat at fancy restaurants, then maybe you're set up to actually have some success playing poker and build, run up a nice bankroll. How old are you, Johnny? I'm 38 years old. I spent 12 years of my life. I actually left corporate America when I was 26. And from 26 to 38 now, I've been playing poker. Smart. Very smart to leave corporate America, in my opinion. <laughs> so I, I, I checked out some of your social media things. I saw a picture of you wearing a hat and a shirt or hat and a sweater. Both said, I love you on it. Was that your brand of stuff or was that some hidden message? What, what, what was that uh, outfit about? Um, that was a, another LA-based brand that what I'm inspired by. They, uh, that I Love You collection, they actually, every time you would buy a hoodie or a hat, they would donate 10% of the sale to feed children, uh, underprivileged children in schools. So I, I try to think on a deeper level when I consume. So if I'm buying something, it says I'm, I'm putting my stamp of approval on what I'm buying. So when I bought that hoodie, I was like, I want to support this cause. That's cool. I, I didn't realize you had just kind of uprooted and, and started moving around the last six weeks. So how long do you plan to do that for? Or is there a plan for how long you plan to do it? Are you just going to kind of see where the road takes you? There's a tentative plan. The tentative plan is to... Uh, lay roots in Austin? Uh, well, actually, I wanted to be able to go to a place like Austin and spend a month there and not feel like I was tied down in a lease somewhere else. I wanted to have these freedoms to do the fun things like that with my wife. So my wife actually left her job as well. She, it's impossible for someone who is in corporate America to be someone who is a poker player or entrepreneur that's having success for a long period of time and not think to yourself, what if I dipped my toes in the entrepreneurial space? And that's eventually what happened with my wife. She, she was around me, my brother, my sister-in-law, some of her best friends. We've all been quote unquote hustling for a living for a long time. And uh, she kind of got the courage herself to see, to say, let me see if I can hustle for a living myself. So she just recently left her job as well. So it's giving us both the freedom to do this. She's picked up a couple clients already that she can work from home, work on the road from. So it's, it's, it's not all glamorous though. Like si sitting in your car when it's raining in Atlantic City and you're cold, <laughs> you know, it's John, sounded, Johnny, it, it sounded Johnny, like can... a better idea when I was dreaming it up. But when you're actually there, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Johnny, we can see you. You're not in a car. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm staying at a front house right now, actually. It looks like a really nice house. It is a very nice house. Um, I, have a, I have a very well-off friend who lives in Longport, New Jersey, who allowed me to stay in his home while he's not here for tonight. So one free night of lodging, it, it adds up. It really helps. I think in, yeah. in uh, November... I spent a total of $500 on accommodations, which that's amazing. I mean, yeah. Wow. That is amazing. And I, I, I stayed in some pretty nice places too. Does your wife play poker? She does not play a lick of poker. I, I sat her at the poker table a couple of times and it ended with, ended with tears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brutal. She's not built for it. And obviously if you're not built for it, we can, we can coach, we can train, but there's, there's definitely a level of um, natural instincts that she, uh, she doesn't quite have. If she was interested, which she has expressed some interest in tournaments, I would definitely be willing to um, you know, build her up a little bit with the micro stakes online on small tournaments and get her comfortable that way. So we'll see. 
possibly maybe some she, small tournaments in the future. Maybe she can play the tournament at Texas Card House while she's here. What's the buy-in? Uh, it depends on the day. I think on Fridays it's uh, under a hundred. Oh, so. it's under a hundred. Yeah, that'd be a, that'd be a fun one for. Her. Yeah. Tell me about this embrace the grind challenge. I also saw you, uh, you were a part of that. What, what is that? Yeah. So I think that this is just human and human nature to always want to kind of what's next, you know, like what's, what can I do that would be fun for me that will creatively challenge me that will, you know, possibly bring some more viewers to my channel um, and embrace the grind was just something that I came up with. You know, I know one of the main questions that I get with is how much can I make if I quit my job and played poker for a living? And I, I always say this with a caveat, you know, I've been playing for a long time and I've been working at hard at this for 10 plus years. So you have, while I am presenting what it would be like to play 30 days in a row and what I made playing a $5 big blind game, which you could run down to any casino in America almost within a two hour drive and find a $5 big blind game. This is what I make and I've worked really hard and I wanted to lay it out there on YouTube. And luckily I was like kind of in the middle with variants. I, I made a $53 an hour, which is I feel like not running overly hot and it's not getting killed either. So it was a nice representation for people to kind of, even though it is such a small sample size, 155 hours, I think I played, it was still representative of what I thought a high level poker player would make playing a $5 big blind game. And it answered a lot of questions for people. And how does it change for like the higher limit games, five ten? Is it just if you double the blind, it doubles the money, or is it? Are the games different? Are they more challenging? Like, how, how does it translate if you if you're playing in the higher limit games like you used to? Yeah, it's really tough to say because there's so many variables. It's such an it depends question, you know. In poker, you just have to be better than the people that you're playing against. Number one, so the player pool is everything, and secondarily, how deep is the buy-in? So if you're playing hundred big blind buy-in the variance isn't the swings aren't going to be quite as wild because if you're getting stacked you're getting stacked for 100 big blinds in a lot of situations if you're playing let's say an uncapped game where sometimes you're 500 big blinds deep one hand in one day could make your entire month or could make your entire six months when some guy who is a hedge fund manager comes in and buys in for 2,000 big blinds and you get him this one time, it's not gonna, it's not gonna be the same as if you're playing in a hundred big blind game. So it's such an it depends question that it's really tough to answer. But I would say in general, the higher the stakes you play, the tougher the games are, and you can't necessarily double, get, uh, double what your win rate would be moving up. I would say maybe thirty percent would be what to shoot for. Nice. So if you're okay. making like if you're making like fifty dollars an hour playing a five dollar big blind game, and the number of big blinds uh, buy-in is about the same for 510. So like now it's a, a, a 1500 buy-in or a thousand buy-in and the player pool is about the same. You could maybe expect to increase by 30%. So maybe like 80 to $90 an hour. Okay. That's no, interesting. Very interesting. <clears throat> so you're on the road. Where are you headed to after New Jersey? 
Uh, like I said, we have a we have a meetup game in Maryland tomorrow, which we're gonna head out in the morning, Maryland Live Casino, and then from there, we're gonna head down, chase the sunshine to Florida, spend uh, about six days in Florida, and then head to Texas. Perfect, perfect timing. Yeah, you're you're getting to Austin, uh, man. We, super. We talked about this on our last podcast. We're we're launching a uh, live stream broadcast. We're gonna do. We got an RFID table, and everything's getting set up this week. And so, uh, we'd love to have it ready for you when you get there. It's it's gonna be tough. Uh, there's a, there's a lot to learn. Pretty steep learning curve trying to figure out how to produce all this stuff and, and do it. Uh, fortunately, we have some professionals working with us, but uh, would love to try to to get that set up for whenever you're there. But uh, can't can't make any promises. But that's we'll, we'll certainly shoot for it. I absolutely love playing on live streams. I know a lot of people actually don't like it, but because I have a lot of confidence in my own game, I think playing in a live stream, it really allows me to validate my content because people see he's not scared to show how he plays every single hand on a live stream. He backs up the skills that he talks about in his videos with his play. So it, it's just an opportunity for me to kind of just prove who I am. And if I make mistakes, it's an opportunity for me to learn from my mistakes. So I love it. I love playing on live streams. Did it take you any longer to train or learn on how to play on a live stream? Like I've never done it before, but I worry that it's going to make me play dumber than I normally play. And I'm a terrible player. So, but like, just because I think it'll be funny to then look later and laugh you know, I might play a seven deuce just because I know everybody in 30 minutes is going to see me play the seven deuce. It's like, do you struggle with that? And I, I the answer is probably no, because you're a professional player and a winning player. But like, does it does it change the game at all playing on a live stream table? Um, so I'll I'll say that I'm not perfect. And just because I'm a professional player doesn't mean that I don't tilt every once in a while. Doesn't mean that I don't have ego. Doesn't mean that I don't get frustrated. So what you're describing, the seven deuce, that's ego. And every poker player has some ego in them. I don't care who you are. There is something at the table that could happen that could bring up ego in you. So sure, of course, there's been times where there's been frustrating sessions in a live stream where ego has like gotten the better of me. And I've done things where you know, trying to get back at someone because we are on a live stream where maybe if we weren't, I wouldn't have done it. But by and large, I really strive to put my best foot forward on live streams because I am representative of something bigger than just me playing poker. I'm, I have a, a brand that talks about like being a good person, not having an ego, you know, I want to be who I say I am. So it's an opportunity for me to practice that. And there's definitely been times where I have a I have a nemesis on Live at the Bike, Francisco, where he's gotten the best of me. But it, it's been fun. It's always been a learning experience. And I would say that now, after a lot of practice, by and large, I play pretty much the same on a live stream that I would not on a live stream. Maybe even a little bit better on live streams because I know people are watching. Hopefully, hopefully that'll be the same for me. I'll play. Um, it'll make me play better. I'll, yeah. have to fold, I'll have to fold some more. Yeah, I don't like to fold either. It's going to be bad. No, it'll be a lot of fun. I mean, it's, it's it, I, can, I can tell you this. It's a lot more work getting it all set up than, than I, I, I say I, we originally thought. But uh, we're excited about it. It seems to be a lot of buzz you know, around the room in Texas Cardhouse about TCH Live. So 
really excited uh, for that. And hopefully it's something that we'll have set up and ready to go by then. It's going to be tight, but we're certainly going to try. Something that you just said that I think translates into every aspect of life. You said it is a lot more work than I thought it was going to be. And I find this to be so true in poker, especially. It can't get much People worse. Have a short term success in poker. Maybe they run hot for a month and they do well. And then they think that they can just duplicate that month to the next month. And they don't realize that it's a continual work in progress. And just because you have success one month doesn't guarantee you, you know, that you're not going to have trials and tribulations the next month. And it's this continuous process. And it's one of the reasons why I've been able to do well with content creation as well, because when somebody makes one vlog and then they make two vlogs and then they make three vlogs and they come to me and they say, wow, I didn't realize how much work it takes to make one vlog. And then they're three vlogs deep and they give up. And yeah. <laughs> And, and to be honest, like my content really didn't take off until I was seven vlogs deep. And, it, and I, I had told myself, no matter what, I'm going to make 10 videos about, um, about my life, about business and about poker. And that was my goal. And I, I knew that I was making those 10 videos and I didn't, my goal wasn't to like blow up, quote unquote, it was to get better at videos. And I thought if I made 10, that that would give me enough time to get better. It would give me enough time to get more comfortable on camera. It would give me enough time to tell a story. And by the seventh video is when I had some success. And I, I would imagine that there's a lot of people out there with one, two, or three vlogs. And the number of people that have 10 or more vlogs would be substantially less. I mean, probably 95%. Gone. Pretty steep drop off. Yeah. Yeah. The thing that was tough for me on this was that, you know, most things in life, like if you're having a problem, you can go kind of Google it. But there's not a whole lot of RFID video poker streams in the world. I mean, there's, there's a, there's a few, but, but not enough where I can just go Google, how do I get this table to work on X software and Y? So literally you have to trial and error. I'm calling the manufacturers, I'm calling uh, these production studios and, and they're kind of working together to figure it all out. And, you know, so, um, I mean, obviously, you know, this trail has been blazed by many people before, but it's been fun. It's exciting. And I think our staff's excited. You know, we got, I mean, it's funny because every, we have so many people that want to do the commentating and I know that's going to be a big piece of it. And, and so uh, it, it'll be a lot of fun and, and we're looking forward to it. Yeah. I, I mean, when you brought that up, it, it made me think about the early days of poker too. You know, <laughs> I remember 12 years ago talking strategies with my brother who was a pro already at that point. And we were just like, what if we do this? What if we never call from the small line and we only three bet? And we're just like bouncing strategies off of each other. It was kind of like the glory days where everything wasn't written down. We couldn't just Google, what do we do from the small blind with 100 big blinds when we have ace jack off suit? Like we can't, we're, we're like coming up with the strategies ourselves, but it's a lot different now. And now we have Razor Edge where you can just log in and it, like there's all this math solved for us. So part of me, kind of misses those early days where we were just figuring stuff out on our own. Yeah, no, that's, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of what we're looking for. I mean, here's the thing. We just want to have fun. I mean, that's, that's the key. I mean, I think, uh, I think players playing on there and it's funny, you're going to have the grinders that want to get an RFID table and they want to analyze their hands. That's great. I mean, like we love that, but also I think people are just going to want to get on there um, and, and, and just have a lot of fun and play and just, you know, kind of shoot the shit. Yeah, that, that's, what, that's what poker is all about, man. And at the root of it, that's why I left my job in corporate America 12 years ago is because I was having a lot of fun playing a game and I was making money. And 
now when things get tough, when I'm in New Jersey and uh, I'm miserable, I have to hold on to that. I get to play a game for a living and I'm so grateful for it. And the fact that you guys will even want to talk to me about poker, I'm blessed and I've, I'm grateful for sure. No, we're, we're grateful to have you on. We certainly appreciate you uh, spending the time with us and obviously coming to Texas. You know, one of the things that, uh, you know, when we, when we booked you originally, we just were actually opening a new location in the Rio Grande Valley uh, in Edinburgh on Thursday. Uh, and so uh, we definitely need to try to get you booked to go down there too. Very vibrant poker community down there. So very excited about that location and uh, something we definitely need to, to, to get on your radar as well. I'm not, I'm not familiar with the location. Is it near the border? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Johnny would be the first poker celebrity to be in there if he uh, if he went down there soon, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, we uh, it's funny this uh, this Sunday you actually have Vince Young who's going to be there now. He's going to be there all day on Saturday. So uh, he's a he's not a poker celebrity, but he's definitely a Texas celebrity. Uh, and so he'll be there. I know for uh, on Saturday just hanging out. Uh, with all the players there, but yeah, we, we definitely need to start getting uh, some people booked for going down there. So uh, if you're available, okay, you let guys, us know. if you want to book me, um, I happen to know the 2019 <laughs> Cadillac Jack South Dakota poker champion. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to book him, I can, I can help you out. I, I'm just not sure we can he, afford him. <laughs> how much does he, how much do you think he costs? <laughs> Pretty pricey stuff. You know, South Dakota, the, the, the dollar goes a lot further actually. So. Ha, have they made a statue of you up there yet? I think when I go and repeat the next year that they'll, they'll do it then make sure, make sure they get it the right size. At least I'm sure they're pretty close to putting you on Mount Rushmore. That is in South Dakota also. I think, yeah, I think that is South Dakota. It definitely, I don't know my South Dakota history. I'm sorry. I actually have a really funny story about Vince Young. I remember it was right when quote unquote, it was like, it was called the Facebook back then. It wasn't called yeah. Facebook. It was right when it opened up for college students and I was, I was in college at that time. So I had a Facebook account and I was super pumped about it. It was like the first social media that like really kind of got my juices flowing a little bit. And Vince Young was on top of the world at this point. It was like 2006, I believe. 2004, 2005, yeah. Yeah, it was like getting the Rose Bowl and all that stuff happened. And he was in college. And I I thought to myself, I bet he has a Facebook too. So I looked him up on Facebook and I tried to add him as a friend. And it was my first experience with seeing someone on social media and reaching out to that person through because they were a so quote unquote social influencer. Yeah. So Vince Young was the first person to ever be a social influencer in my mind. Nice, nice. I'll we'll make sure to let him know. I'm actually maybe planning to make a special trip down there on Saturday just to meet him. So uh, definitely would love to 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 have a drink with Vince. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, legend. Um, see what else do we have coming up? So actually Chris Moneymaker, we're actually doing, uh, like a series in Austin with Chris Moneymaker. He's going to be there. Uh, where are the dates, Sam? It's in January. Um, that's, I believe it is, it's, the I know third, it's five straight days. Yeah. The it's, third through the seventh. So four, five, six, seven. Yes. Uh, so he, he'll be there the third, actually the third through the seventh. Any, any other bits coming up that you can think of that we need to mention? Oh. Well, we turned five years old in like two months, know, February, right? February 19. Happy birthday, Texas Cardhouse, right? Um, so well, congratulations, guys. We've got to no, do something you. special for that day. Absolutely, absolutely. 
Um, I know, I know in two weeks, uh, uh, it's going to be obviously Christmas Eve. So we're not going to do a podcast on Christmas Eve. We'll probably try to get one out the following Tuesday. Uh, so just for all of our listeners, uh, we'll probably be doing our next podcast. We'll be coming out right around uh, new year's Eve, the 31st. So, uh, just uh, for anyone who's listening out there, just know that we will be off that week. Um, guys, any other questions or comments or things you want to ask Johnny before we wrap this up? No, it's been an absolute uh, pleasure talking with you, Johnny. Now I, I see where the vibes come from. You're a cool, you're a cool cat, and I look forward to meeting you. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, I, I, I really think that the vibes thing is just. I just like to think about things on a deep level. So, yeah. I, uh, some of the stuff we talked about, I'm like so introspective on it. It's fun for me. I don't know. I yeah, love it. I, I definitely love to meet you. Talk more about uh, those types of things because that does interest me. Yeah, and just once again, just for all of our listeners, so Johnny will be uh, in Austin on the 19th of this month, and he will be in Houston on Friday the 20th. Uh, so Texas Cardhouse Austin and Texas Cardhouse Houston. Uh, hopefully we can get him down to the Rio Grande Valley location soon. Um, and, and, and obviously, I know the, there's a lot of people down there probably want to meet you and play with you as well. A lot, lot of poker players down there. It's actually a much bigger area than most people think. I think there's over a million people in that MSA. So uh, people go, man, you're opening down in the valley. And we're like, yes, yeah, there's a lot of players down there. So we're excited about it. All right. Well, uh, if there's nothing else, guys, I think we'll go ahead and wrap it up. Johnny, thanks again for joining us. And uh, we'll see you in a couple, a couple of days, actually. Yeah, thanks for having me. And I'm looking forward to it. Cool. Thank you. Have a good day. Take care.